Welcome back. This is Sam. And this is Corrine, and we are two Octops. In this week's episode, we'll be focusing on CLL for healthcare providers and go over the important details on presentation, diagnosis, prognostic factors, and treatment options. It's important to know that CLL accounts for 30% of adult leukemias, and it usually can be one of the more indolent diseases with up to 15 to 20 year survival, especially with some of our newer treatments. Definitely. I think CLL is a high yield topic to know going into both your oncology and your hematology board exams. And again, thankfully, these patients have done very well with long-term survivals with the newer treatments. And so to start us off, how is CLL diagnosed? Often the presentation will be an elderly asymptomatic person found to have either incidental lymphocytosis or found to have small palpable lymph nodes. Although with progressive disease, you can start to see cytopenias. And the definition of lymphocytosis needs to be more than 5,000 lymphocyte in the unit of cells per microliter on the differential of your CBC. And this is compared to monoclonal B-cell lymphocytosis, where you might have an elevated lymphocyte count, but it's less than 5,000. And those can just be observed and do not need further workup. However, if you do have more than those 5,000 lymphocytes, you need to do further workup, including a flow cytometry. You don't always need a bone marrow biopsy because the flow flow cytometry on its own can be diagnostic. And the key features for this will be that you'll find a positive CD19, a positive but dim CD20, and a positive CD23 and CD5. And it's really important to know that the other B-cell disorder where a CD5 is positive is mantle cell lymphoma, but in those, the CD23 is negative. If the flow cytometry is not diagnostic, then you can pursue a lymph node biopsy, and this has to be excisional. And so really commit that to memory, that CD5 and CD23 are positive in CLL. However, in mantle cell, CD5 is positive, but CD23 is negative. And this will come up again and again in heme path. Yeah. And it can come up on your board exams. It's fair game for um, a vignette to give you the flow cytometry details and you have to make the diagnosis and the question will be about treatment options. So you really need to commit the flow cytometry and what's positive and what's negative to memory. And so moving on, how is CLL staged? So it's staged by the RISE system, either in a three or five stage system. Stage zero is just lymphocytosis alone. Stage one is adenopathy. Stage two is organomegaly, such as splenomegaly or hepatomegaly. And stage three and four is when you start to see cytopenias. Perfect. And so diving a little bit deeper into that, what are our prognostic features for both good or bad CLO? There are some chromosomal abnormalities that you need to commit for both good and bad. So the good features to remember are if you have 13Q or trisomy 12, or most importantly, if you have a mutated immunoglobulin heavy chain variable region, which is also known as IGHV. And it's important to know that you have to have that in a magnitude of more than 2%. The bad features are if you have an unmutated IGHV, or if you have a deletion 17P, which is often seen in conjunction with TP53, or if you have a deletion 11Q, as well as a positive ZAP70 and positive CD38. And really important to know is that the mutation status for IGHV or that heavy chain does not change over time, although the chromosomal abnormalities can change over time. 
Definitely. I think these prognostic features are very important to know. Um, I don't have any witty, fun ways of remembering them. I seriously just had to flat out memorize. Um, so I encourage everyone to flat out memorize because this will come up time and time again on what you need to know um, for CLL. And what are other complications of CLL other than cytopenias? Some of the complications include autoimmune hemolytic anemia, or immune thrombocytopenia, and the treatment for this will be first-line steroids. You can also have pure red cell aplasia, and in those cases, you may need to consider other immunosuppressants such as cyclosporine. And there is also a higher risk of secondary malignancies with CLL, including non-melanoma skin cancers. And finally, if you have low immunoglobulins, including an IgG less than 500, you can consider monthly IVIG infusions if the patient has recurrent sinopulmonary infections in order to reduce their risk of infection. Right. I think these complications are so important to know because the vignettes, it may give you a vignette that looks like only autoimmune hemolytic anemia or only ITP or only red cell plasia, but really they're getting at the diagnosis of CLL. So it's important to always have that um, on your radar or tingling in your ears when you're reading the vignettes. Could this be CLL also? And this is the presenting symptom or sign along with that. Don't, don't be fooled. And so what are indications for treating patients with CLL? So you want to treat the disease when it's causing problems, including B symptoms, if there's threatened organ function, if there's progressive bulky disease, such as a lymph node more than 10 centimeters, or if there starts to be massive splenomegaly. And for those that are asymptomatic, you can just continue surveillance. Perfect. This is one of those times where surveillance could be the right answer on your board. So memorize this. And if a patient needs treatment, what are the treatment options for CLL? So it's important to know if the patient has high-risk features or not. However, the treatment options are generally the same. So the good risk patients are those that do not have 17P or TP53. And category one options for these either include BTK inhibitors alone or in combination with a CD20 monoclonal antibody. And the BTK inhibitors all end in brutinib. So the single agent options include xanabrutinib or ibrutinib, and the combo option includes acalabrutinib with the monoclonal antibody against CD20 obinutuzumab. And there is one other category one option, which is the same obinutuzumab in conjunction with venetoclax. And really important high yields pearl for venetoclax is that there's a high risk of tumor lysis syndrome. And so depending on where you work, the patient may need to be admitted for the initiation to watch for tumor lysis. And this is given in a five-week ramp-up schedule up to 400 milligrams once a day. There is one asterisk to treatment options for those that are good, have good risk features and that are young without significant comorbidities with that good mutated IGHV. Those may benefit from FCR, which is a regimen that stands for fludarabine, cyclophosphamide, and rituximab, and there's a very high cure rate with that regimen. And then for the bad features, those are those with that deletion 17P or with TP53. So when you look at NCCN, it will kind of delineate whether they have good or bad features. However, the treatment options are generally the same, which includes 
that BCK inhibitor alone with the Zenibrutinib or Abrutinib, or in combination with Obinutuzumab, so that is Acalabrutinib with Obinutuzumab, or that same Obinutuzumab with Phenetoclex. Awesome. And so thinking further, what are our options of treatment for relapse CLL and what are the side effects associated with those that we need to be aware of? So if you are in the second and third line setting, you can switch to an alternative regimen from the options that I already mentioned. But another option is also PI3K inhibitors like adelacib or duvelacib. And the side effects for these include diarrhea, pneumonitis, or pneumonia, and PJP prophylaxis is recommended with these drugs. And are there any other key toxicities for the treatment of CLL that we should be aware of walking into boards? Yes. So for the BTK inhibitors, remember that acalabrutinib has less cardiovascular toxicity than abrutinib, particularly less hypertension and atrial fibrillation. And it's also dosed at 100 milligrams twice a day, whereas abrutinib and xanabrutinib have once a day dosing options. And this may be important for some patients. And for all of the BTK inhibitors, so those brutinib drugs, there may be a transient increase in the absolute lymphocyte count initially, which does not necessarily signify disease progression. I think that's important to remember because in a board style question, you could they could give you that vignette and see that transient increase, but the answer is to stay the course. Um, and so that's something that you need to highlight, bold, and underline. And so lastly, what is Richter's transformation? So in 5-10% of patients with CLL, you'll have transformation to large cell, and those will be treated like diffuse large B-cell lymphoma with R- either RCHOP or dose-adjusted REPOC. Great. Great. This was an awesome review on CLL, which is, again, a very high-yield topic for the boards, as well as consults and you know your future careers. And so what are our key takeaway points for this episode? Make sure you remember the markers seen on the flow cytometry in CLL, so that positive CD19, dim but positive CD20, positive CD23, and positive CD5. Remember the good features, which include 13Q and trisomy 12, and the mutated IGHV. Remember the bad features, which include deletion 17P, deletion 11Q, and unmutated IGHV. And remember to only treat when there are problems, such as adenopathies or cytopenias. And the treatment options will be based on the patient's age and prognostic factors with preferred regimens, including either a BTK inhibitor alone, such as xanobrutinib or brutinib single agent, or a combination of a BTK inhibitor with a CD20 antibody, such as acalabrutinib with obinutuzumab. Or finally, the combination of venetoclax and obinutuzumab, and make sure you watch for that tumor lysis syndrome. Terrific. So as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Good luck with studying for your boards. And please feel free to reach out to us with corrections, comments, or any kind of um, topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. You can get at us on our Instagram or our Twitter, 2 period onc 2 period docs. 